Yeah, but Anthony, you you have to wear the big ass helmet he has on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Emily, this is a non traditional uh, wedding. Emily isn't gonna have a veil, and you're gonna have a giant cerebral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. So she has to take the helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reveal. That's awesome. You're getting revealed. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, we don't we don't adhere to gender norms on. Comics and Chronic. Yeah, this is 2022. Yeah, we're not lifting you know? veils. We're lifting Cerebro helmets. What's going on? What up, posers? Just got off of work, dude. Yeah, we know, Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, hell yeah, boys. I'm so glad to see y'all. I know. It's good to see you too, man. We're coming on a year, Cody. You should have better mic work by now. Yeah, well, <laughs> shit, Jake. You take criticism so that? terribly. <laughs> dude, I am. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sensitive boy. That's <laughs> no, all good. We love you. We know that. Aren't we all sensitive boys? Is that, dude, is we that, are. Isn't that the uh, original name of the podcast? We're not just sensitive boys, we're island boys. Because <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I'm an island boy, <laughs> dude. And no, you who know else is, who is else? A bunch of island oh, boys. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> say. That's true. Damn, you know that's who else transition. were island boys? Was uh, the fucking X Men? The fucking X Men. Crack. But wait. But wait. But wait. Yeah, we got before that oh, comes right, up. Right, right, Anthony right, right, has right. some news he needs. Oh, to share. Yeah, what got, is going some... on? All kinds of shits going down. All kinds of shits going down. <laughs> Let me hear, buddy. All Let right, me hear. all right. So, as you guys know, as you guys know, or the listeners may not know, uh, no, they don't know. I've never s- talked about this. So, I'm gonna, I'm getting married in September, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, every groom needs some groomsmen. And yeah. uh, I wanted to ask you guys to be part of that group. I wanted you guys oh. to be groomsmen. Yo! Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> dude I'm super down for that. Dude, Hell what? yes. Hell yeah, dude. Nice. Can, I mean, I'll definitely, whatever you need, dude, this bachelor party is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> What? You don't want to have a bachelor party with Cody. He'll get you unmarried real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, ruin no. that with. No, why would I do that? Yeah, why, why would, would Cody do that? Not intentionally. <laughs> just Cody loves love. He loves love. Why would Cody he, does why love would he ruin love. that for me? Don't ruin that for me, Cody. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin it, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I definitely Dude, we don't. We made think the ranks do. of groomsmen. Oh, yes. shit. To me, my groomsmen. That's crazy. What did what brought this on? (laughs) 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 What do you mean? What brought this on? You guys, I've known you guys for a decade. decade. Yeah, over a decade. Well, I guess a decade. Yeah, you know. And then, you know, we've we definitely got. I think we got closer again by doing this podcast. You know, this podcast is legitimately like one of the coolest and best things I've done in a while or ever. Like it's just, and it's lasted so long, you know, like I, I just, you know, you guys are the, are the, I don't know what to say. You guys are the guys. And I definitely need you on my squad. Unlike Jake, I don't question our friendship. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. <laughs> oh, no, dude, I, I just keeps it 100. Cause you got a pretty close knit tight group of dudes is what I would think, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But you guys are are part of that nice. that group for me, like hundred no, percent. It's, it's Dude, much I'm appreciated. Kiss you on the lips. I uh, promise oh, you that. No. <laughs> oh no, please don't! I don't want that. 
<laughs> it's gonna happen. You I don't know where your lips have been, if Cody. I, been I don't drinking, want them anywhere. Yeah, we, we actually do know where your lips have been, and we've heard about the results of it. We, we don't want that. I'm <laughs> 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 hygienic. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sanitizer can't fix. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll have some on hand. I'll rub it on my lips right after. Dude, that's hilarious. Hell yeah. It's it's really nice over there. Like it's right. going to be an outdoor wedding too, by the way. So it's going to oh, be like early so September. What you're saying is I'm stealing a golf cart that night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so, dude. We, we should record a live episode from your wedding. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and make all your guests listen to it live <laughs> for their first dance. The couple, yeah, will the first dance. dance they're actually going to record a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, what the fuck is going on here? This is an unorthodox wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, live from Anthony's wedding. Oh, man. Well, that'll be sick. Start passing out joints to everybody. Dude, what's the uh, what's the date for this? September 17th. Of this year? Yeah. Oh, nice. Hell yeah, though. That's crazy. Nice. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I guess I'll be, be sending shit out and like, you know. Yeah. More officially, you know, being like, you guys are groomsmen, but this is my official statement to you guys. Yeah, now yeah. everyone That's knows. Now you guys what a dope announcement. Okay, wait. Are you going to have a bachelor party? Yeah, most likely. Nice. Hell yeah. Maybe not the kind you're thinking, but mm. a, a party nonetheless. Dude, you should come uh, out here to Vegas. You should come out to Vegas. <laughs> it's a possibility. It's a yeah, possibility. Wow. Uh, yeah. I've I've been to Vegas once, but only like as travel for work and not like to enjoy it in any way. I just got back from Vegas yesterday. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, It was awesome. Honestly, like fucking really fun. Met up with my brother. Do you like to gamble? Like, do you have a game of choice? Uh, I did do gambling. I played a lot of roulette. Dude, I will say this is the most I always give myself like a specific allotted amount of money to gamble because I'm not really a big gambler. I'm not like someone who's like keep chasing it. Like, yeah, man. So I was like, all right, I'll give myself 300 to start with. And uh, dude, I ended up playing a roulette table completely for like 10 hours. Didn't realize it. Looked down at my cell phone. It's 6.30 a.m. I started at like 11 p.m. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Oh, I was like, shit. what the fuck? I didn't take... I'm like, I'm not on drugs or anything. I'm just maybe drunk and high, but that's it. You know? You were in the flow state. Dude, I was in the flow of gambling. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, man. Nice. Do you think you're good at gambling, Jake? No, not at all. I'm really bad. I just play. I don't play anything with cards or numbers because <laughs> I can't count and I'm not good at math. But like I played roulette and a roulette, you could bet either like red or black, which is the most generic shit you can do on that table. So like I'd be like, all right, I'll just do it. And dude, managed to build up some money. It was pretty sweet. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. But then I have another story that I for sure can't tell on the podcast. Uh, maybe <laughs> later we'll hear that one. Yeah, we'll hear that Off one later. After yeah. Hours. At the After Hours podcast. Oh, we should do one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Comics and Chronic After Dark. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. It's when the truth comes out. You know who also is constantly gambling? <laughs> <laughs> The, the X-Men. Xavier. Yes, that's true. Dude, Actually, guy, in many ways, you're right. Oh, you had the actual action figure. Yes, I do have Professor X. I liked how this Xavier looked. Yeah. Okay, so before we even get into this, I need some catch-up. Because the last thing I was a part of was the, the last X-Men shit that I read was Avengers versus X-Men and like the uncanny X-Force leading up to it and all that stuff. Um, what happened? How did, how did Charles come back to life? How did, where's, what's the deal with Jean Grey being alive again? (laughs) What's the deal with Jean Grey? (laughs) What is Um, the deal with all of these (laughs) X-Men? I need some fill in. So, okay. So house of X powers of 10. It's going to be annoying to say powers of 10. I'm going to eventually keep saying Just powers, say powers of, X. of X. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it supposed to be powers of 10? Yeah. Because yeah. of the yeah, way the story is like showing you. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, or it's showing you like the future, the very far future. And it's like X squared, X cubed or whatever. Gotcha. So this story is good as a jumping on point for 
if you've read a little bit of X-Men, if you've like watched the animated series, or I kind of think if you've never read X-Men, it's going to be a little bit hard to just jump into this book. Oh, it's going to be hard as hell. Yeah, this would be a hard one. This is not like Long Halloween or Hush where you can just get the essence of... Right. Yeah, this is not a good introductory story. Not at all. I loved this story, but it was at first, for like the first six, seven issues, it's a little hard to follow. Yeah, I, I mean, even as someone who's like a big, I'd argue that maybe other than Anthony, I'm, I'm, I love X Men are one of my favorite character like comic book things. They've always been like had the biggest impact on me. I always like loved those characters the out of comic books the most as a kid. So, but even for me, it was hard, like kind of getting into the groove of like understanding the book. Well, here, why don't we, why don't we intro the book? All right. But before I say that, so before I even talk about the book, you had a lot of questions, Cody. Why is Professor X alive? Why is he walking? That's what I wanted to know. Why is, yeah, he, why walking? is he walking? Why, why is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. So this is all stuff that happened in continuity, and you could read about that, right? But I, and I could sit here and explain that, but honestly, it doesn't even matter for what happens in this story. And I don't say, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter going forward because it's history. And a big part of this book is X-Men history. Like, in fact, what's so cool about it is like every era of X-Men, like every timeline, like Days of Future Past or even Age of Apocalypse counts because of what's happening in this story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... We could talk about that even later. Like, but but what I'm trying to say is like continuity that specifically doesn't really matter for this story. So let's forget about it for a second. So okay. Professor X is is Hey Anthony, before yeah. you even get into this, you want to give us an intro, my guy. All right. So welcome to Comics and Chronic, everybody. This is gonna be our first X-Men episode. We're finally talking about X-Men. Finally. I'm Anthony Inaccio, and joining me are my newly announced groomsman, hey. Cody Cannon and Jake FH. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Can we dress as X-Men when we're your groomsmen? Kind of <laughs> like the Cyclops guys and shit. Even if hell I said yeah. hell yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Emily's going to be down for something right, that nerdy. I'll just so sneak it on from the Cyclops, picture. Jake? Yeah, I'll do Cyclops because I want to wear that. I'll grow out my sides and grow, cut it into chops and be Wolverine. Wolverine, okay, nice. I like that. Okay. I guess I'm just Professor X. Like yeah, I but Anthony, <laughs> you, you have to wear the big-ass helmet he has on. <laughs> yeah! yeah! Emily, is, this is a non-traditional uh, wedding. Emily isn't going to have a veil, and you're going to have a giant cerebral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what we need. So she has to take the helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reveal. That's awesome. You're getting revealed. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, we don't, we don't adhere to gender norms on comics and chronic yeah this is 2022 yeah we're not lifting you know? veils we're lifting cerebro helmets <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah all right so house of x powers of 10 or it's powers of x whatever it's it's 12 issues and the issues kind of alternate back and forth what's happening in house of x basically actually i don't remember because as one story it, it makes more sense anyway yeah. uh in the in the present, Professor X and Magneto have decided that mutants—they're done taking people's bullshit. Like it's not—we're it, not doing this anymore. Like we're gonna we're gonna create our own nation on the island of Krakoa, and mutants are gonna live here. They're gonna be have their own political system, their own their own economy. Like they're separate. They they don't have to ever interact with humans except to do trade and offer them trade and medicine. And at the end of the day, they'll finally have their own place to be mutants and not have people fucking with them. Obviously, that's yeah. not ever going to be the case for mutants. Like, you know, their lives are always going to be in danger. Uh, yeah. But there's way more to the story. Like, that doesn't just happen. There's Moira, who's a, a, a character McTaggart. you might have seen. McDaggart, yeah, she's she's famous in the comics. I, I mean, she, as being like Professor X's like former. Flame. Also, right? yeah. when I was reading it, this is the first iteration I've ever seen where she's a mutant. I didn't know that was a thing. Same. That's a huge revelation. for Yeah, this. I was like, oh snap, my boo Moira's out here being mutant and a pretty cool mutant ability too. Yeah, yeah. So, which is kind of like the gimmick for the book, right? Like Moira. Yeah discovers that when she dies, she gets reborn and has all previous memories of her past life. 
Yeah. She remembers everything that she has a finite amount of lives that she can live. Right. Which she doesn't know at first. That's true, yeah. But for the point of the book, after one life, and she realizes this, like, you get to see the different path she takes. Like, she tries different things. Like, she wants to, at one point, maybe she tries to stop mutants. At one point, she's trying to help mutants. But the whole point being, like, mutants can never, they always seem to, like, in the end, fail. Whatever Professor X does or any other apocalypse or Magneto, yeah, they always matter. seem to fail. They fail. And humans out here being dominant. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Even more than humans, we got Nimrod. He's the like machine. A, yeah. He's like like the best sentinel you could have. Like yeah. he's just super smart sentinel. Creepy. Also, not his first appearance in the comics. No, not at all. Nimrod's definitely a character that's has some history with the X-Men for sure. Yeah, really? Basically is like super smart uh killer AI. Yeah, he's like a Terminator type villain that constantly comes from the future. Is he in Marvel vs. Capcom 2? Hmm. No. He might he be. I don't think he is. Shit. Well, anyway, this is my first time ever seeing Nimrod, and I thought he was cool as fuck. Yeah, he's cool. He's got cool colors. Yeah. Yeah. That pink and that white. <laughs> yes, let's talk. A, we didn't even say this book is by Jonathan Hickman, great writer. The art is great, though. Uh, yeah. It's R.B. Yeah. Silva and Pepe Larraz. And I love I love the character design. So I'm going to be a nerd. I'm going to pull a Jake. Jake is the only guy that's pulled out figures. But these are like I ever rarely buy figures, but I had to get this, Ooh, the character designs nice. from this comic. Magneto and Professor X, Magneto and Professor X and Cyclops and Cyclops. Marvel Girl Jean Grey. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just love that squad. I like Magneto's white costume. It looks pimp. Yes. Yeah, everyone's character design was cool as hell. Yeah, Cyclops yep. looked beast too. Yeah, Cyclops was cool. cool. Fucking, we loved. Uh, I loved Apocalypse. Yes, Dude, I just like. Sorry, I feel like we're jumping all over, but I can't contain no, my ahead. excitement yeah. because I'll be honest. I didn't think I was a gonna like this. B, while reading it, it <laughs> took me a while to get like. Took me multiple issues to get into it, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then, but I did like, dude, like, like. Charles Xavier kind of stopped being a bitch for once, joined Magneto. <laughs> like he made reasonable yes. compromises with Magneto. Man, even Magneto himself was like, damn, like we can do this. Yeah. I love yeah, how yeah. it ends with the two of them looking up and like like they're finally like a team and they are like working towards like a common goal. And it is more like, dude, I even like there's a scene when they're trying to detach the uh the mother forge so they can push into the sun. Yeah. And Cyclops says to somebody, he's like, he's like, no, like we can't stop. You guys will always kill us. Like, I feel like a lot of people in this comic took more to Magneto's side. Finally. Oh yeah. Cyclops. There's that really great panel where Cyclops and professor, I mean, professor X and Magneto are telling Scott, like, you're going to lead this mission. You know, you might not come back alive. And like, you know what you need to do. And like, in his visor, you see in one side of the visor, it's Professor X. And one side of the visor, it's Magneto. And it's just like Cyclops right in the middle. Like, and that's, uh, that's why I really love Cyclops. Like, I think he's not like a lot of people think he's more of a Boy Scout, but he really is kind of like pushing towards Magneto's philosophy and more. Also, recent especially years. in recent yeah. years, Cyclops has om- at times even been a foil almost. Yeah. 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 Like almost like a. Antihero, you know? Yeah. Um, Cyclops. Yeah. I, I, I feel like people who think of Cyclops as the Boy Scout only really don't, they just don't know X Men. You know what yeah. I mean? They haven't taken the time to look at past anything, any past maybe like the 90s cartoon or the 2000s <laughs> movies. Yeah. 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 Cause there's especially a moment early on in the comic where the Fantastic Four is like, they stop like Sabretooth and. Uh, Scott comes to take him what take him away, and the Fantastic Four is like, no, like, what are you gonna do with him? He's like, don't worry, like, I'll, you know, we'll take care of this. You know, we're mutants, and they have like this standoff, but like, it really shows Cyclops being like a badass. Like he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's he's the like, Fantastic oh, he'll, he'll, he'll Four. Answer to mutant law, not your laws. Yeah. What did you think of that? What do you think of mutant law? What they did to Sabretooth? I fucking thought it was sick. I thought it was right? crazy. I th- I would have let Sabretooth go honestly but really yeah Sabretooth's a, a madman because these laws weren't made until after Sabretooth did what he did yeah but also yeah. Magneto gave him specific saying under no circumstances I agree but that was before the finding yeah. of Krakoa as a mutant nation 
So I feel like he shouldn't yeah. be judged. He shouldn't have been judged to laws that were literally just made in that room five minutes before they brought him in. I get that. And that's what's really cool about Krakoa, too. Like right away, you know, from the council that they create, and we'll talk about that, it's not necessarily fair or just, it's just what they can make. And they all yeah. acknowledge it's not perfect. No, it's honestly a, a council of almost enti- entirely villains. Right. Okay. So that's one of the coolest things about this. In the X-Men universe, there's plenty of e- there's plenty of evil mutants. But in this book, Professor X and Magneto are like, look, you're mutants, but we're making a home for mutants. So we're going to like start fresh. And here's the thing about starting fresh too on Krakoa. You can literally be reborn. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, dude, honestly, it was really cool, but it just only perpetuates the lack of stakes in comic books. You know what I mean? Like I was already because the last I saw was the big, huge deal death of Charles Xavier. And yeah, I haven't been keeping up with continuity or whatever, but you know what I mean? I just wish there were more stakes. Like we love these characters, but it's okay to let go. (laughs) I also... I agree with that, but I I did like a lot that uh, they did it because of the fact that they get killed pretty much really easily. Yeah. And and like a lot. And so they do like, it's almost like they acknowledge like it's a Holocaust every time out there. It's a, to the point where like they'll never, without this like artificial growing program, they'll never be able to keep up with human population. Yeah, it's tr- you're completely correct. Because you got to think about like thinking yeah. about things like Genosha. So it's like, I agree with the low stakes, but it's also like this is the, the extreme measures that like Xavier needs to go to to ensure that the mutant race like survives. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Because because the whole thing is it's talking about Genosha, yeah, uh, House of M. You know, all of these. There's part of the story where Charles and Eric talk, and Charles says that they both failed. Charles yeah. failed trying to achieve his dream, and Eric failed trying to achieve his dream, and that like. They actually do need to work together just like to put like their vision of what's good for mutants and just be like, what's good for mutants just without their perspective. And it's cool that like, that's why they got this council together of like, yeah, villains, but ultimately like mutants. And you know what? Like they're all mutants who like, even if they're villains, they care for their people in like an extreme manner. Yeah. Like apocalypse. apocalypse Yeah. Apocalypse is kind of a monster. He Uh, is. Sebastian Shaw, kind of a monster. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, I love, I forgot, I had also had forgotten that they had made Mr. Sinister who he is now in the comics. Yeah, I didn't realize he was so like crazy and wacky and shit. Yeah, and this is definitely more of like a new Mr. Sinister going in that direction, which is awesome. Like, he is always insane, but that's like Hickman's spin on Mr. Sinister because. At that point, you're supposed to think, I think they explain in the story like that, Mr. Sinister, like you see Mr. Sinister, but then he gets murdered by another clone of him. Yeah. So that's like that iteration of him. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's like your first time seeing that version, but it's, it's like with Mr. Sinister, it's just like, he always has clones of himself and he's always trying to like, it's crazy that he's on the team at all because, but he's such a big part of what they do. Like he collects all mutant DNA for Xavier and Magneto, and that's how they could use Cerebro to back everybody up. Yeah, bring, back yeah. everybody up, and then bring them back if they need a new body. I just like that. It, uh, I just love the whole process of them having to have those five mutants. Yeah, that to was bring cool. back like a husk of a person. Yeah, who was it? It was Cipher. Uh, hopes. Hope. Uh, this guy. What's his name with the golden egg? Yeah. So this guy's name is Gold Balls. so like in like he's a newer x-men right and he's like this he's i like him but he's such a stupid character where his powers he literally like could like spit out like gold balls and like maybe they hit you in the face but they're just like gold balls and that's it like that was his character but in this one they're like no the gold balls by themselves are just like nothing but when you combine them with these mutants powers you could bring life to their eggs yeah that's insane. They're eggs. Dude, yeah, that's, non-viable that's how mutants eggs. Do. There you go. That's what they call them. Yeah, mutants. That's how mutants are. Crazy. Man. That's yeah. why I love Jonathan Hickman. Like he does. He has cool sci-fi shit like that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They leaned into the sci-fi in this, especially with all like 
the future shit, like getting the archives from Nimrod's database so they can find a way to defeat him. Yeah, so that's what's happening in the future. They're, Nimrod is like on the verge of taking over, or at least at one part of the future. It even goes further into the future, but yeah. Nimrod is like their ultimate enemy, but there's like, I like the philosophy behind it where it's just like there's mutant, there's man. And then the logical evolution of man is mutants, but the machines are like where the logical next step after that. So that's why you're like, like it, it puts the X Men in a cool place where like they're there to the the like the robots and shit. How humans feel towards mutants, and there's always like this war that goes on even into the far future. Yeah, it's crazy. The uh villains were all pretty cool from the scientist from nimrod yeah. to what was her name the one she's like was like part sentinel and part human yeah the uh, omega sentinel yeah the omega was cool who was that and then yeah. the, was that the red one yeah, yeah she was uh, just yeah, like she so was cool. ruthless yeah yeah she was cool and then uh the scientists on the mother mold yep they were willing to do anything. I like seeing yeah. the also the mutants that survived. It was cool to see the mutants that survived to the future because it was not that many. Yeah. Like Wolverine. Yeah, of course he survived. Wolverine, Magneto, Jean Grey, yeah. Cyclops, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, who else? So like there were also mutants in the future where their Mr. Sinister created them. They have like, they're like chimeras of, of a bunch of Oh mutants. yeah, chimeras, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, those guys were dope. What was one of them? Was like priest. Yeah, it was like the a red nightcrawler. That was cool. That actually brings me to one of the criticisms of the book. Like, I get what it was going for, and it was cool with the whole like redacted notes on 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 you know everything like the sentinels. Oh yeah, that's it, a big part of the book. Yeah, it was a huge part of the book. It was almost like I was kind of like I felt very forced to read it, and not like I ever wanted to actually. read it. Gotcha. Oh, Did you, see, I was interested every time. Yeah, and I found it super helpful. Yeah, it, it adds it adds a lot to the story. It explains a lot. It was helpful, but it was also just like like I don't know. It felt like yeah, like a like a glossary. I lo- like it, there was also like so the one that I liked the most was how it explained uh, the Omega level mutants hmm. and yeah. how yeah, and how cool. it like I I always heard the term, but I never fully understood what that meant, and it cleared it up for me. Like it just means like you have like a power that just like has no peak there's no like you could keep going with how strong you are but it's not like like if you're Jean Grey it's not that you're like the best telepath she just has like omega level telekinetic powers yeah and magneto is just magnetism it's not anything else like yeah. that's an obvious one but like you know like i it, it just made it more clear and i was like huh that's that's interesting yeah i like the glossaries a lot they said Magneto is an Omega level mutant. Yeah. Yeah. They also said Hope. Hope, yeah. Cypher, was he? I don't know if he's Omega. Mm. You know, he might be. I like Cypher a lot. So he's Cypher without cool. Cypher, they can't talk to Krakoa, and Krakoa yeah. can't like talk to them. Like they have their own language. Krakoa is basically the sentient island and ecosystem. Pretty much think Avatar, where you can communicate on a neurological level with the planet itself and the fauna and the flora as well as each other like if like anthony's like in his house or cody's in his house like yo guys like telepathically do you guys want to smoke blunts and they're like yeah let's <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> and so like if if we were mutants living on krakoa and we wanted to travel somewhere there's like these krakoan seeds that you plant and there's a doorway but only mutants could walk through the doorway if humans yeah. try to walk through it it's just not going to work yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was super cool. And I like that the humans, I liked when Emma Frost had to give the humans the tour of everything, but they didn't take them to actual Krakoa. Right. Yeah. And then at the end, they're like, so what do you guys think? And then, or Magneto says, what, what are they thinking? And then Emma tells how they really feel. And like some of them are like agents from the government or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that was cool as fuck. I like Emma Frost a lot in this comic. She's kind of a boss. Yeah, dude. Well, she is a boss. Man. Yeah, she, she is a boss. She, Most of the dude, time, she is. She is. And in Old Man Logan, I always loved her little cameo in that. I don't know if you guys remember when they're driving through and they get to her territory. I don't remember. She was straight up in X Men First Class. Yeah, but she, yeah, but she, 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 was, she was done disjustice. Yeah. Like, in yeah. first. Injustice, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. 
dude, an old man Logan, it's like they're driving through everyone's territories and they get to her territory and it looks like a fucking utopia. And it's just like everyone's well, there's like water falls and she just like looks nice. And then she like turns it off for Wolverine and she's like super old and withered. Oh yeah. Not her hot self. And like the place is actually a shithole. And so she uses her psychic powers to like make everyone that lives there thinks it's this nice place. Yeah. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, I remember that. Well, I feel like that's the perfect transition to Cody's tweet from earlier. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I tweeted earlier on behalf of the podcast when a lot of you guys were super into helping us answer that question. Which which ex-person would be the most dangerous person to hook up with? Yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear your uh, answers, and then we'll talk talk about a couple of, you know, guest uh, or uh, fan answers. Yeah, we're not going to answer right now because I have a few. I mean, no, I mean, I yeah. yeah, you answer first, and then we'll do the fans. Oh well, some. I mean, rogue, obviously. Unless you yeah, wear a my answer is rogue. Yeah, uh, dude, I would say also depending on like what Nightcrawler because. We don't know what kind of shit. Bamf your yeah, dick he can bamf your dick away. Oh. It's like <laughs> teleporting, you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> yeah. What, what have I done? Uh, <laughs> Iceman also could give you like internal frostbite. Damn. Yeah. Or Iceman even external. Or even yeah, external, Iceman. yeah. Yeah. Iceman would be dangerous. Um, the juggernaut for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Sabretooth would straight up just be like, just murder, murder you. He's brutal. Yeah. I think Omega Red, because of his coils, would be a good sex robot. <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean, the best one to bang for obvious reasons would be Mystique. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mystique. <laughs> Just because you do anything. Yeah. Wait, would yeah. you would you have sex with Mystique in her blue form? Oh yeah. No. Well, yeah, doubt. it's it's Mystique. Like you and yeah. also I think she would be like super offended if you didn't at least. Oh, want she would be super offended if you didn't. Yeah. Snap your neck with her. Yeah. Leg. My life is on the line if I don't say, Oh yeah, blue blue form. Oh, I go, love this that blue form. Yeah, yeah, I would do it. I wouldn't care. She's hot. Yeah, I blue, would blue <laughs> Yeah, perfection. (laughs) (laughs) I said the real mystique. Honestly, one of the, I mean, obviously Rogue is an obvious one. Rogue's the super Mm. obvious choice. I think just because of how insanely powerful he is, Charles Xavier would be a, for one, he, for one, all I'm saying is that man's got too much power. What if you, if you break his heart, you know what I mean? But Charles Xavier is not a bad person. He's not going to like rape your mind because you hurt him. But no. you don't know that. Yeah, oh, dude. Shit, this is a we're, world. We're talking world. about a Charles Xavier who never broke, who never had his heart broken. You know what I mean? Yeah, do you think he's that fucked up? Well, in that case, what about his sister, Cassandra Nova? You know her? I don't, I don't know anything about no. her. I don't know anything about her. So in Grant Morrison's X-Men run. Oh, I actually do remember now. It's Xavier's. He has a twin sister who, yeah. like, he forgot about or something. I don't remember. What? And she's like a psychic parasite. Grant Morrison's weird, dude. Yeah, and she's really fucked up. Uh, yeah, she's a good answer too. She that's to your professor Xavier. That is the one that would really be like, what? Yeah, yeah. I will yeah. mind murder you. Yeah. Mind murder. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's literally a panel in that comic where you see baby Xavier fighting baby Cassandra Nova in the womb and like, he oh, like punches her or she punches him. Jesus. It's like two fetuses with umbilical cords like punching each other in the face. Ooh. Yeah, dude. You know how Grant Morrison be being insane? <laughs> dude, that was such a good run of X-Men though. Yeah, new X-Men. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it was super cool that Moira was a super badass, uh, unkillable, and that she got harder every time. Yeah, like, she, she was a hardened, like more hardened. She was like a hardened yeah. mutant fucking activist by the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Actually, actually, if you truly think about it, what I was just about to say, 
They were all mutant supremacists. Charles Xavier, in his giant speech to the world, admits that one day they will inherit the Earth. But they're not going to actively kill off humans. But like their time is coming. And like for now, this is what it's going to start with, is this little mutant island and that will give you medicine in exchange for your... Right. So I guess another big point of the island also, and going back to like them rebirthing everyone, it's because because of like what you said, Cody, Genosha and House of M and stuff like that. There's not a lot of mutants like Genosha. There was a big what like millions of mutants died because of an asteroid million. Yeah. And that was in Grant Morrison's run, actually. And then House of M, Wanda says no more mutants. And then there's only like 198 mutants left. And then when they come back, there's only like a few hundred or thousand or whatever left. And the whole point of them being on this island is to like bring everyone back and then repopulate and have more mutants to not, but to basically not take over, but yeah, take Mm -hmm. over, right? Like, no, but he, he he says they're going to inherit the earth. Charles, like ideology changes to that of a mutant supremacist. Right. But going back to Moira being like so cold and everything, like basically she lived thousands of a thousand years at least, you know, like she lived so many lifetimes of like hitting 70 years old. Like she's seen some shit. By the end of Powers, when it's just her and Logan left. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And he kills her. Logan has to kill her. Yeah. So she could wake up back knowing all the shit that happens in the future. (laughs) I really like that. Yeah, that was cool. So from from this story, what going forward is like the thread that you would want to follow? Because this this set the groundwork for the next era of X-Men. And it's been out for a while. This came out in 2019. So yeah. So what's been going on? Tell, let me know. I I haven't read enough of it to really say. Like I I kept up with the main. No, no, no. I want to save it. Yeah, I kept up with the main X Men series, which you know they actually form a team of X Men. So it's no longer that if you're a mutant, you're automatically an X Men. Like they have specific teams now. Yeah. And there's more than just the X-Men. There's yeah, you like know, there's Excalibur, I'm sure. Yeah, Excalibur, X-Force, X-Factor. Who's on the X-Force now? Can't say. I I, I, I honestly don't know. Because oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't keep up with everything. You know, I just, I want to, like, I want to see what happens. But I kept up with certain things. Like, they came out with a series where it's Fantastic Four versus X-Men. And the whole idea is, like, their son is a mutant. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Why can't I think of Franklin Richards? Franklin Richards. Yeah. Is a mutant. And like, you know, the X-Men are like, you can come live on Krakoa. And they're like, no, he's not living on Krakoa. And you know, he, he's staying with us. And he's like, but well, so in this comic, he actually, in the scene where, uh, Scott, so I- Cyclops takes Sabretooth from the fantastic four. He says, tell your son, he always has a home if he wants. Yeah, exactly. That, exactly. Which I thought was badass. It's like, damn, like, yeah, so there's like a four issue mini series that you know if you like that part, that's gonna answer the questions of what what happens with that. I mean, Krakoa is basically Israel, to be honest, is what I got from reading it. Like a mutant Israel. <laughs> Isn't that where the story starts? What? Aren't they in Israel at the beginning, where they're in? Like Jerusalem? the con- Jerusalem or something? Isn't that how the story? Isn't that literally where they are at the beginning? I thought yeah. they were. I don't know. There's it's definitely in the book. Yeah. Jerusalem itself is. Yeah. So at some point they actually are there. So that's that's you know, that's probably what it is then. Abraham Reisman would have creamed himself at that uh (laughs) connection (laughs) I just made. <laughs> Shout imagine out! Imagine he's like never, yeah. yeah. he's like never listens. Like you know what? I think I'll listen to one episode of theirs. <laughs> he listens to yeah, this one. Turns this one up. I don't give a I'm shit. Never listening again. We got what we needed out of him, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Um, what about? Uh, <laughs> I liked, dude. That I liked that final battle. It was. It was still like there were still like five issues left. But that final battle with against the uh, scientists on the, with the mother mother forge mold mother mold mother yeah. mold yeah 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 oh speaking of forge I loved that scene oh wait actually hold on I'm remembering a whole bunch of shit two things I really liked one when Xavier goes to Forge and asks him to build the pretty much the database of mutant people you know 
Yeah. And the multiple backups. I thought that was sick. And then, dude, I loved when he goes to Namor and Namor oh, <laughs> asks yeah. him, he says, he says, come back here when you mean it, little man. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Like, dude, Namor is a beast. And every every time they show Namor, he's just like, he's always like, fuck you to everyone. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I like Namor a lot. There was a long, there was a run, a period of time when he was like a part of the X Men. Yep, a big and, part. Yeah, yeah, and it was really cool. Nice. Like, I don't know if it's still the case, but they would always say Namor was the first mutant. But I think that's a part one of the first mutant. Yeah, it's definitely Apocalypse. But then for a while, they'd be like, "Oh, Namor was is like the, I guess he's a mutant." So he is. He's a mutant of his race, of his Atlantean race. He's a mutant. Uh, like his people don't gotcha. have the winged feet. That's just like a him thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Is he not a human that like mutated and then no? Because he hates. No, humans. no. I'm serious. Like even from like the 1960s beginning, he was just a mutant of his people. And he was gotcha. Namor the Submariner. Yeah. Yeah. And he had, and for some reason, he could fly with little wings on his feet. Yeah, I heard a, I heard a rumor that Black Panther two is setting up. Is they're going to introduce Namor and set up like Namor's movie, basically oh, how Civil War shit. set up Black Panther's movie. <laughs> Who nah. would you cast yeah. as Namor? They cast they cast him, so I don't who, who I don't even it? I don't I it's it's I would want to say it's an unknown actor, but I don't I don't know who it is. Good job, Anthony. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't I don't know. And I but I do know that they also there's a rumor that Doctor Doom might have a cameo in the movie. I don't know. Oh, yeah. This is only a and rumor. Black Panther? Yep. When is that coming out? They don't I don't know. know. They're they've been having trouble filming it. Because of Letitia oh, yeah. Wright and her injury. Yeah, she just came back though, so they're probably or Letitia Wright and her politics. Game. Yeah, <laughs> she they probably forced her to get a vaccine, and probably. so now she can make the movie. So they were like, "Do you not want millions of dollars?" Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. Imagine not getting the vaccine for and denying yourself millions of dollars. <laughs> Ice, Ice Cube already did that. He canceled a Sony movie because he didn't want to get the vaccine. Who did? Ice Cube. <laughs> Way to go, Ice Cube. I don't know. I, don't I mean, agree with that. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if someone says get political the vaccine, with the vaccines on the how podcast. is that political? I'm saying if someone said, "Hey, you you know, you're on this movie, but we need you vaccinated," and and you said no, but and if, if she you really said did, yes, you're, if she really didn't want to, and then I don't know, then yeah, then take that L, I guess. I'm saying she didn't take that L because she's back. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, who's going to say she no to back? millions of dollars? Yeah, that's I heard that the other day. She's back on set. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if she actually did get vaccinated though. Because not necessarily. I mean, I, I literally don't care if she did or didn't, but I just want them to I want Ryan Coogler to be able to make Black Panther too because he's had a lot of trouble with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone's asking for him to be recasted and Marvel's like, We're not gonna recast Black Panther ever. And it's like I think you should just recast him, honestly. Yeah. I agree. I liked how in this book that Wakanda was one of the nations that didn't have to trade with Krakoa because they're just so good. I, I like that too. That was cool. Yeah. It's not that they didn't want their help. They didn't need their help. Yeah, Wakanda doesn't need nobody's help. They're a strong, <laughs> independent nation. Yep. That shit was cool. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite X-Men? Yeah. Mine was always Omega Red or Wolverine. Nice. Yeah. That was always I like Wolverine X twenty three Wolverine. She might be my favorite and Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is dope, dude. He's always been dope. Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler is one of my favorites, dude. Yeah, I also love Apocalypse. When I was a kid, I had it. Yeah, dude. Apocalypse is one of my favorite comic book villains. I had a few dope ass Apocalypse figures during like the whole nineties Fox X Men comic, you know, cartoon, and I had a lot lot of figures from that. So Apocalypse was one of them. He was always cool. Dude, but one of my favorite, my oh, favorite. What am I X-Men, saying? Magneto's my favorite. I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously, Magneto's always been my favorite. He's, um, he's, he's Jewish and he's stupid powerful. And I do like that he's on the path of being more of a like. It's hard to call him a hero straight up, but he's a good guy at least. Like he's not, you know, he's still he's, he's still operating in the in the shadows and stuff. But dude, he loves I like that his he's helping brothers them. and sisters. You know, yeah. I just like how that that's how the character is. You know, it's not just like, I'm going to rule the world with magnets. Dude, well, that's one thing I never liked in the movies is that they really limited his powers to like controlling metal. Whereas like in the comics, like he controls magnetism and like 
can manipulate and make magnetic, you know, uh, polar, you know, what's it called? Fields at will. Yeah. Yeah, And I always thought his stories were better when it's like, when it's like the stories in this, like, yes, we know Magneto is ridiculously powerful mutant, but like his cunning and like the way he plans shit out and like, I like that. It's like if Doctor Doom was like Doctor Doom is like a very similar type of character, but like he's always just like, "No, I am the best." You're a fool, Richards. Like you know, you can never see yeah. Doom and and Mister Fantastic teaming up in such a way that Magneto and Xavier are. It's like they never wanted to fight. It's always this is what they always wanted. Like they like you said, they literally say that in the comics. Thanks, my dude. Yeah, dude. Both of them were, <sighs> dude. Uh, this was just a good comic to showcase everybody like really putting mutant um first and really it showed everybody kind of like at their peak badassness you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah dude when magneto fights all or not magneto when motherfucking apocalypse fucks up all the nimrods yeah. like yeah. like nimrod's like going through just wiping people out and then apocalypse is like i got this yeah and then he ends up ultimately <laughs> losing but he does some fucking damage yeah well that's why i love apocalypse and some villains being on the team is just like fuck you got these guys now like even in the newer in the newer comics after this like it plays more on this but did you notice gorgon is in it one of wolverine's villains uh-uh. i didn't did you ever read the uh, enemy of the state storyline for wolverine i did not what you guys have never read that one no oh shit he gets like mind controlled and starts fucking everybody up like on shield like on a shield helicarrier and like he's just keeps going berserk and like there's this guy gorgon and if gorgon gorgon always wears like a like a blindfold but if he looks at you you're gonna turn to stone oh shit that's crazy. It's a really cool storyline. Oh man, it's older. It's like Mark Mark Miller wrote it. Nice. Yeah, you guys should check that one out, dude. I'm always into. I love a good Wolverine tale if it's done well. I, I like Wolverine when he's done really. I mean, that's a dumb thing to say, but <laughs> <laughs> how many uh, Joe Joe Pesci's we giving it? Oh, here we go. What do you say, Cody? I'm gonna give it. Five point two five. I'm gonna just give it an even five. Nice. I'm gonna give it a five point five. Nice. I'm gonna. I was gonna give it a five also. Nice. Nice. I like it a it's lot. It's really good. It's good if you're in the mood for Memento starring the X Men. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very straightforward story in any sense of the word. But when it all comes yeah, together, I think really that's the only together. reason I gave it a five is because I'm like, all right. Like, I mean, I actually had no trouble. Like, while I had the same questions as Cody when I was reading it, I it didn't really fuck me that much. Like, I got it. Like, all right, this is just what's happening. I, I like, I liked it. I liked Xavier finally having balls. Yeah. <laughs> So. balls also him walking around with just that helmet look he yeah insane. yeah he looked nuts yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude that would be a terrifying person yeah and he's so much more like suave and i don't know he's way more assertive in this version of him yeah he is at any point or or even after reading this do you think that underneath that helmet it's not Professor Xavier, did anything you know make something you think otherwise? We don't, and is that why? No, you're no, no. Me? It is, it is him. But when I oh, first okay. read it, I really, I really thought it could be that character I was mentioning earlier, Cassandra Nova. I thought it's possible it could be his sister, just because, like, oh. like you're saying, he's more assertive. He's just, he seems a bit darker. Like he's always got this dark streak in him. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about this Xavier that seems a bit more like he's willing to pull the trigger on something, you know, which he does. Yeah, I never got the sense that he was dark. I think like like he just came around to like more like Magneto's way of like you can't negotiate. Like he even he while he did negotiate and came up with the terms for the UN, he says they're non-negotiable. Yeah. Like this is like this is like a more like I don't know, I think he's he's finally doing what's right for his people. I support it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Very Hell Malcolm yeah. X of him. <laughs> uh what? Very Malcolm X of him. Yeah, very Malcolm X of him. Professor Malcolm X. I mean, Moira calls herself Moira X. Moira X, yep. <laughs> yeah. She because that's how many lives she had. Yep. 
No. That's why it's powers of 10. Well, it's also like, that's what the X-Men are, like, pretty much. It's like, instead of, like, the mutant names are derived from, uh, like, the Nation of Islam, well, while they would go by X, so as not to use their, what's it called, like, slave names, last names. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm high. I think you're on, I think I, think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? I didn't say anything crazy. Like, Oh, I'm not saying that you said anything crazy. I'm just saying I'm high. No, like they're based off of the fucking the civil rights movement. Charles is Martin Luther King. Magneto is Malcolm X. And the reason they use the X is like how the Nation of Islam used the letter X to use instead of their last name. Malcolm's last name yeah. is Little. Yeah. So yeah, Charles Xavier, uh, Cyclops instead of Scott. Yeah, Sumner. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Is Cyclops Rosa Parks is what you're saying? Exactly. No, they're just spitting straight facts <laughs> at you guys. <laughs> no, I wasn't disagreeing. I was just high and like not struggling to follow what you were saying for yeah, a second. I'm high too. Dude, I'm melted. <laughs> oh, we also didn't never I we kinda got distracted about who would be the banging. We forgot about all of that. Who would be what? Should what? we just wrap it up? We talked about all that. Yeah, but we didn't give any talk about the fan answers or anything. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, Tommy. <laughs> Thanks for being a loyal audience and go fuck yourselves. Do you want? Uh, do you do? You, do you the answers wanna? were on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, thanks for your engagement. Now eat shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what. It- <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, Do you want to read some out? It's a no, man. Honestly, <laughs> no. we can just make a post and yeah. leave it on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. We posted enough about it. Don't worry. They got the idea. Yeah. People, it's hard to bang X Men. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is very hard to bang them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the lesson we learned from House of X Powers of Ten. <laughs> I'm, a- I'm Anthony Iannaccio. <laughs> and that's it. I'm Anthony Iannaccio. <laughs> I'm Jake FH. And that's it's me, Cody. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week with more fire. X week. Ooh, oh, X-, X week. Nice. I like that. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Comics and Chronic, and I'm Jacob H. I'm Cody Cannon. And I'm Anthony Iannaccio. And you can tune in every Thursday to hear new episodes of Comics and Chronic. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Comics and Chronic. That's Comics, the letter N, Chronic. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Peace. <laughs>